When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we're going to talk about D.C. statehood. Whether D.C. should become a state. And the intent of the founders. We're going to do this because I saw a tweet, and I'm going to be completely honest. I thought it was satire. Like, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was really good satire. Even the name, Mike Rounds. My Grounds. You know, D.C.'s, My Grounds, statehood. Yeah, then I found out, no. He's a senator from South Dakota, and it wasn't funny anymore. In fact, I got kind of sad. But we're going to go through his tweet. There's two parts to it. Um, and talk about some of the assertions that he made. The first is the, found, the founding fathers never intended for Washington, D.C. to be a state. That's true, kind of. I mean, it's accurate in a way. The intent behind creating D.C. was not to create a federal jurisdiction for no reason. It wasn't just for giggles. There was a worry that if we put the capital in another state, the federal government would become beholden to that state, whatever state it was. So it, it needed to be neutral ground because at the time, the states weren't all unified. So they needed... Yeah, a place of neutrality. That concern doesn't really exist anymore. Like a lot of the concerns of the founders from 200 years ago, we've addressed the issue. Today, states understand that federal property is federal jurisdiction. You have to look no further than any military base in the United States. If you take Fort Benning, for example, cops from Columbus don't go in there and smack people around in the barracks. That's not a thing. This issue, the issue that brought all of this about, isn't really a concern anymore because it is no longer the United States are, it's the United States is. Cool little linguistic thing for you. If you go back to the Constitution, you will see that the United States is plural. Uh, look in the section on treason. Levy war against them. Because it was a bunch of states united, but they were all still individuals. It's not like that anymore. We don't view it that way because over time the federal government became supreme. It exerted more and more authority. It really came into its own after the Civil War. And that's when you can see this little linguistic change occur, primarily. It takes time, but you see the slow switch from the United States are to the United States is. It's not really a concern anymore. Aside from that, in the Constitution, there is authority for it. It says, uh, 10 miles square. Now, that is not 10 square miles, it is 10 miles square. So, 10 miles by 10 miles, 100 square miles. But D.C. isn't 100 square miles. It's 68.3. 
even though they were given 100 square miles of land to begin with. They gave that extra land back, turned it back to the states, because they didn't need it. It doesn't have to be a certain size. It can't exceed a certain size. There is nothing in the Constitution or as far as the founders intended that would prohibit D.C. from just being the Capitol Complex, the White House, and the Supreme Court. I guess if you wanted to, you could include the roads that connect them or the other federal buildings. But all of the people that live there, all those homes, that that doesn't need to be part of the District of Columbia. That could be the State of Columbia. Or there are other alternatives. So, while accurate, it's not really true. It's an accurate statement. The founders didn't intend for, you know, D.C. to become a state. True. The founders also didn't intend for South Dakota to become a state. It wasn't part of their plan. They had no intention on barring a whole bunch of people from having representation, though. The intent was to ensure the autonomy of the federal government. No longer a concern, really. Next part of his tweet. D.C. statehood is really about packing the Senate with Democrats in order to pass a left-wing agenda. Just look at the D.C. voter registration data. 76.4% Democrat, 5.7% Republican. That is mask off. I mean, that makes it really clear why Republicans oppose it. It's not really that they have a concern with people being represented. That, that they wouldn't have a problem with it. It's that they're low-quality voters. They wouldn't vote the way that the Republicans want them to, so therefore they don't deserve representation. That's a, that's a pretty bold statement. I mean, just throwing it out there like that, this is the real reason I'm opposed to it. Because they won't vote the way I want them to. That seems kind of at odds with talking about the founders and what they intended, the promises that they made, the idea of a representative democracy. I'm fairly certain that the founders might have an issue with a population the size of, well, a little bit bigger than the populations of Virginia and Pennsylvania at the time, which were the two most populous colonies not having representation. I think they had an issue with taxation without representation. Pretty sure that was a thing. I don't think that the founders ever envisioned almost 700,000 people going without representation because of something like this. Because of their desire to make sure that the federal government wasn't beholden to a state. I don't think they'd be okay with that as just collateral. I also want to point out that this is another example of the Republican Party openly trying to deny people their voice, trying to suppress votes that won't go their way. It's a running theme. Now, as far as the Republican Party being able to invoke the founders. You know, when you try to subvert an election, 
when you try to suppress the vote, deny people their voice, and then when things don't go your way, you attempt to stage a coup. You kind of lose the ability to talk about the founders. You don't get to lay claim to them anymore because the Republican Party has given up on the idea of the republic, on the idea of representative democracy. They've abandoned it. They don't get to use that as a crutch. The only thing that the Republican Party currently has in common with the founders is the willingness to deny people the right to vote. That's about it. Because they won't vote the right way. They don't make enough money. They're not the right color. That they can claim. The negative stuff. Nothing about the promises that, that were enshrined in the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence. None of that has anything to do with the Republican Party anymore. They gave that up. There is another option, though. Rather than creating a new state, do what happened before. Revert to the residential areas. Give them to Virginia. I wonder if that would turn the state blue forever. Because that's the concern, right? Political power. Not people. Not their voice. Not representative democracy. Not the republic. Just power. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.